No, this one didn't come out exactly the way I expected it to, but it actually, I think, maybe came out better. Cool Keith, I was planning on talking to him for about 10 minutes as part of a bigger project I'm working on right now. Nothing, It's not huge. It's something. I got a little podcast series coming up. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to have like a 10-minute talk about his new record with Thetan, and it'll be cool and chill. And then we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked, and it was real nice. We got some music to play throughout the show. He put out like four albums in the last year, dude. Crazy. The only one, I took an internet hiatus last year. I've talked about this a few times on these isolation things. And uh, I wasn't on the internet for a minute, so I missed out on a bunch of things. <laughs> Apparently, there's all these albums I missed. Hip Hop Grew Up. What's up, y'all? I missed all that, but thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Bavu. Especially Bavu, of course, where Hip Hop Grew Up, but for the hoodie. Wonderful Peebles. Wonderful planet. <clears throat> Every time I clear my throat, I freak out. Oh, my God. But talking in this mic, you know. Mm. Yeah. We're going to start out. Yeah. You know how you going Foot with Locker? The, like I said, the only album I knew about was the Keith the album. And he had a song with Paul Wall. The song's called Foot Locker. Man. Sometimes you look around. Go ahead. On. Good. It's Pushing Radio's playlist. They be looking kind of good. Really good. They sexy up in Foot Locker. 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 Any mommy playing soccer, I'm looking at CK boxes. Girls look good wearing tight black pants and Foot Locker. Come home and seduce me with your stripy topper. She seducing, really sticky juice, real proper. Give her a pair, make a red bottom booty popper. Thongs fit nice when you rocking them. You wanna twerk in Nikes, no problem. You say you've been in the land on the martyr. Your sugar walls leak, it's an honor. You doing a hair short, Bronner's. I'm bringing Magnum Connors. Put the tug in your butt to make you wander. Is it raining down your legs, lightning and loud thunder? Have you been to the mall? Take your drawers off of Batman and Robin. Anything to make Batgirl wonder. Let me check if you're moist and ready. The mechanic got you moving your G-string to look under. Astro glide, I supply in front of Wonder Woman's eyes. On the rubber, give you a nice strokes for an hour before I coming up, bust her. Catch her before the NFL rusher. Release a dessert, she call a custard. They sexy up in foot lock. They sexy. They sexy up in foot lock. Tight ass pants. They sexy up in foot lock. Bend over and get my side. They sexy Pow up in foot lock. She asked, what size do I wear? Magnum XL, let me slide up in there. Meet me on your lunch break, outside my dear. And before she gave me domes, she tied up her hair. Her obliged to prepare, got a rise from my pair. Her manager might be slightly aware. They say foot action, got action, oh my contrail. Foot locker, got it locked, they take pride in their care. I'm a satisfied customer, you see my grin. I'm a VIP member since way back when. When it's tax-free weekend, I'll be back again. What's the pussy return policy? Please tell me again. And oh, Oh, by the way, I'd like to refer a good friend He asked if the night shift girl can keep her bush trim You sold out my size, all you have is size 10 Oh well, that's fine, see you next time, thanks again They sexy up in foot lock You take pride in They sexy up in foot lock You can write a good joke for you They sexy up in foot lock 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 they sexy up and put a locker, put a locker, put a locker.
Man, you're still tuned in to the Pusher Mania's playlist show, and that was a song that we that got a lot of burn on subsequent playlists. Everybody loves uh, that Foot Locker, Cool Keith featuring Paul Wall. Now, that's a combination I love to see and love to hear. And right about now, we are fortunate enough to have Cool Keith on the line. What's up, my brother? Hey, how you doing? What's good? Man, what's good with you? Uh, just dealing with this, you know, this new kind of scenery. That's everybody in the world right now, which is the part that's kind of tripping me out the most. Um, I feel like you're one of the MCs. You've been, you're dealing with it, but you kind of been predicting this for a long time. I've heard a lot of lyrics of yours, and I actually revisited Blue Flowers recently and was listening to the lyrics real close to that and was like, oh my God. Uh-huh. The prophecies. And you've always been a prophetic MC. And here we are in these days, but I guess dealing with it, that is the best way to put it. And I hope you and your family and everybody are doing all right in this. Uh-huh. Uh, tell me about that song Foot Locker real quick, though. Before we get in, I want to talk about this new album, but how did you and Paul Wall hook up on that? Uh, Foot Locker was, the, you know, the first song on my Teeth album. Um, yep. I mean, the second song. Yep. Yeah, after the intro. Um I always wanted to do a song about the girls in Foot Locker. Yep. And then I finally did it. And then um, I said, well, I'm going to do like a a sexy song about um, the girls in Foot Locker. You know, they wear the little sexy skirt and the, the black pants. Yeah, of course. I always thought it was like kind of sexy, so one day when I was working on the album, I said I'm gonna make a song about the girls in Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. And then I said, um, I want to get somebody on it, you know, so it'd be like all around like another reason or something, like right. different. I wanted to get like a different guy, like you know, I'm a, I'm like New York, and then. Paul was in Texas, so I was like, this would be perfect. So it just came out like that. I just wrote it, and he put his verse on, so I was happy, you know. It was like a concept of, you know, me and him as two um, customers that go to Foot Locker to buy sneakers, and we just, like, take a, a wild mind state of two people buying sneakers. Right. In a in a in an exotic way, so because sometimes you do buy sneakers, you know. I don't know if everybody just go buy sneakers. I know I look at sneakers, and I start wondering. You know, I might see a girl. I'll be like, you know, just because she wears a footlocker, don't mean like she's not attractive. So I'd be like, well, you know, I'm like, wow, she looks good. Like, and then you know, like the um, you know, little stripy referee shirt and the black pants. Some of them have the little nice little pants on, tight pants, they have their hair done, and they really look sexy, you know. People just go buy sneakers, but they don't admire the girl, you know, going to get the sneakers. You know, you order a pair of sneakers or something, you know, you're getting some brand new Nike, and, you know, she walks into the back, you know, you get to get peep at a peep at her shape, you know. So it's like, wow. I, then I, I said, I'm going to make a song about this. Right. So. What I did was, but I've been was doing this, you know, keeping that out, having the idea for that song, 
going to Foot Locker anywhere on the road and going to malls. Mm-hmm. And I I just put it on wax. I just went and put it on wax for myself. Did you know Paul very well before this? Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Paul um, a couple of times, you know, on different occasions. And, um, you know, he used to, you know, we used to talk back and forth on the internet. Right. And, you know, and then, you know, I talked to him on the phone one time before I met him anyway, you know, like once or twice. But I always was in the Paul Wall, you know, from way back. And well, Keith, he's one of the original professional pros of the Texas area, you know, one of the most respected, you know. Right. He definitely, he definitely holds stripes. You know what I'm saying? Well, Keith, seriously, since since day one, since Critical Beatdown, you've been one of my favorite MCs. But you went, you elevated that whole my whole feeling for you as an artist. When back in the day, when the East Coast was hating, you were literally, I would say, the first East, like really prominent East Coast MC that was saying, "Hey, man, there's legitimate music coming out of the Bay Area. There's Drew Down and Mac Mall. There's music in Memphis. There's dope ass shit in Atlanta and Houston." You were literally yeah, well, one of the I, first ones to really make well, that statement. Well, when I was when I was living in L.A., um, you know, I was going up to Tower Records. You know, I didn't have like a one track mind when I was buying CDs. You know, I didn't only buy like tri-state area CDs. You know, some people just buy tri-state area CDs. I bought um, you know, I bought CDs from all regions. I I bought like, you know, I would buy like all the stuff in the Bay Area. You know, like you said, Drew Down. I buy. Mac Dre, E40, mm-hmm. you know, Selly Cell, Be Legit, all the stuff there. You know, I'll buy stuff in Mississippi, you know. I'll buy stuff in, uh, you know, Marvelous Mall. I'll buy, you know, all the New Orleans stuff, like No Limit Mac and, and, and Magic and all Master P stuff. And, you know, um, I had all that catalog, you know, Mercedes and all that, you know, even before the girl, all these girl rappers came out, like, you know, like, you know, I would buy all that stuff, like, Gangsta Boo, Mia X, and, you know, like, like you said, girls that was rapping way before the girl, you know, scene kind of jumped off. So I was buying all kinds of, you know, anything, Shadi, Florida, I mean, all kinds of rap stuff, the, you know, Midwest. Yep. I was buying. I, I, my my um. I still got all my CDs in a case, you know, with plastic around it. My CD collection is like a big variety. Like, I mean, I got like you know four big boxes of CDs that hold fifty-two, you know, in the cases. And they had the cases with the zipper. I bought from Tower Records. I had um, you know, I got everybody's albums. You know, all. East Coast albums, all the groups, you know, West Coast, Mac Mall, anything, you know, West Coast, you know, Sugar Free. I, I was, I was a, a real wide, you know, real wide listener when it came to music as a rapper. You know, even when, you know, Black Elvis came up, I bought, um, I mean, Child Records knew me on Sunset Boulevard. I bought everybody when the, when you go down the rack, like it was from A to B. I you know I got everybody from, you know, uh, you know, from A to you know, from the Analog Brothers all the way to, if it was Zach Levine made a CD, you know, every 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 letter, 
man. And you were vocal about it too. And that meant a lot to me being in the South because I love East Coast music, down South music, West Coast music. I wrote for like Murder Dog and 4080 and some of that shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I was always like, I had an industry dude once tell me I was trying to book Gangstar in Houston. And he's like, man, we ain't even sending Gangstar to Houston. Nobody wants to see Gangstar in Houston. I'm like, Premier is fucking from Houston. What is wrong with yeah. you, man? What do you mean no one? I, I'm right here right now. And, that, you know, the industry, I, I right, love you how you all, you've always been very vocal about the industry being whack. And that, man, when you started, you, Cool Keith, was like, yo, this shit is legitimate. That It, it, added, it helped. It helped us, for sure. Well, everybody, um, you know, you know, deep down, you, you can't be but so much, like, you can't be region, regionally locked in a box. I mean, I think everybody listens to everybody somewhere down the line. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, when, cause you know, you, after a while, you know, who's in your area that you listen to locally, you know, and that goes for all, all the artists. After a while, you know, you know your town and all that, but you still want to know, like, the outskirts, you know, like anything, you know, all the outskirts, you know? I do, for sure. And man, I'm going to tell you this album here, this new album, you, you teamed up with a group called Thetan? Uh-huh. Man, Space Cortex is the new album, and this is, I mean, I I, I fully admit I jock you, you're one of my favorite MCs, dude, but like this album, this is 2020, the good part of 2020. Like it sounds well, so perfect, and I love. I know that you. I think this is a. Uh, this is that. This, this album is for, like you said, the, the space fans that was fiending for the drug again. You know, like a lot of people. You know, I got all kinds of varieties of music. Like, mm. you know, I, I worked on the um, the album I just worked on was um, um. Let me see. I had. Two albums I, I just did. I did the Keith album. Yeah. Was that all with Psycho Less? Yeah. He produced that whole album? Yeah. Yeah. Was, I did okay. the I did the Keith album. Yep. And then I did um I did this album called um you did you did you see the album with um um it's another album called uh Saks Fifth Avenue. No. Uh-huh. It's an album called Saxis Avenue, where I did, a, did tracks with another producer called Amanda Price. Okay. So I did, you know, I had a little, um, I had a little fun this year. I did, like, three good albums, and then I did um, my album called um, Computer Technology with Junkadelic. So I had, like, Damn. this is four albums. I did four albums one year and they all different variety and uh, I seen a review where people was like wow Keith did four albums that was all different you know I did the you know like I said the Keith album was with Psycho Less mm-hmm. and oh and uh Lusa was with Landon Price which is like a totally different sound okay totally different concepts and then comes the um computer technology album but it's, and after this, the, the Saxfest Avenue came after computer technology. Okay. I'm going to have to so jump into that. This, and this album now, the the album that everybody is flipping on now. Cause no, there's a reason to no flip space. on this album. There's a reason to flip on this album because it is not, yeah. doesn't sound like anything else. And to be honest with you, I mean, I see they play theremin. 
that's all live instrumentation. This is one of the few rap albums outside the roots. Like a lot of times live drums don't sound as good as, as some beats. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The drums on this album sound amazing with the tracks. And what I love the most is like it's like the most it like hit the nostalgia nerve so hard. Like you revisit every every entity that you've presented to us, I feel like, throughout this album. Uh-huh. Every, uh-huh. Everyone, well, everyone's know, there. They're all there from Rhythm X to I, I had today. To, well, I had to give, you know, the Octagon fans, you know, and, you know, black, you know, all the, you know, a lot of the sci-fi audience. Because um, but. I have a, a wide range of musical tastes, you know. You know, being that I grew up early in the Bronx, yeah. Bronx you know, I, I usually make street music. Yeah. Then I have a sci-fi side, you know, Ultramagnetic was like a street group, basically, mm-hmm. you know, an urban street group with Boogie Down Productions and stuff with us and KRS and Scott Laurent, you know, so I had, I came from an urban following. I remember I did a show in Texas one time with um, me and YZ, who's the man, the master plan when I first uh, yeah. came to Texas and I was introduced to, um, that was South by that Southwest, brother. That hamburger that was... um, called Whataburger. Yeah, I, I'm drinking out of a Whataburger cup right now, my brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, Whataburger. What, what part of Texas are you in? I live in Austin, and that show was at South by Southwest. Oh, yeah, yeah. That show was yeah, at South by yeah. Southwest in 1990. Care Worthy put that show on. I remember very well. I'm, I'm sure that was yeah. the show, because you and YZ and Decker yeah. Dub Team, some groups yeah. and all them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my love for Texas and I, you know, I've done shows in Houston before, yeah. but that's when it was like not as popular with hip hop, but you know, we had shows in Houston, but me and said did a show one time. I remember in Houston, these guys was in Houston and it was like, it was like a little club, like a black club. Cause we always played a uh, real um, hard, yeah. You know, real street urban clubs like, you know, in Philly, like the After Midnight, you know, real, real grunge. You know, we had a real diverse, not well, really a black, you know, the audience was more, you know, the gang, the gangsters and the drug dealers was going to see us and Kooji Rap and Bismarck. Mm-hmm. And yep. we had a lot of shows and we did a lot of shows like in like a lot of ghetto areas and stuff like that. So. You know, when Ultra came out, we were uh, definitely just regular hardcore, hardcore, hardcore street. So we did those clubs, you know, the hole in the walls and the clubs where all the, you know, everybody that, you know, was a hustler go there. And it wasn't like alternative, you know, exactly. when we were playing those clubs. So then after a while, you know, after time went by and then Ultra got popular, when we started going to Europe and stuff, that's when the alternative crowd kind of kicked in. But for a long time, we did shows with Bismarck, Coogee Rap, you know, taking limos to regular clubs in Baltimore and Philly, you know, all over, you know, Connecticut, anywhere. Washington, it was always looked like a a real a real urban crowd. Yeah. That's funny thing. You would think with all that sci-fi stuff, Ultra had an urban crowd, like a hardcore urban drug dealer crowd and gangster crowd. Like, well, same crowd as mostly everybody had. Big Daddy Kane, everybody. Yeah. Until, you know, we got 
more sci-fi and then switched off with, you know, some people still maintain that crowd, but they doing like the Tom Joyner concerts and all that. And they right. went into, right. you know, just more, they went into more of the, you know, like the essence crowd and all that. But we switched off and like you said, I went more rock as the Octagon came out and, 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 and Black Elvis and all that stuff crossed over to people alternative so well the thing they is, got a whole nother audience of people who got into me then like i broke the doors open to switch off you know into that kind of market you know so a lot of people were still stuck in that one market well when ultramagnetic mcs came out and i have a couple of things to say about this when ultramagnetic mcs came out some of the same people who are running the industry now were, were running it back then and they were running around with groups like yourself and X-Clan and things like that and they saw the power of this music and that music is the weapon and what it is and what it means to the streets and to the people. And at a certain point, they started pushing the real out and pushing the fake so much more. I felt that, and I was actually just having a conversation with the photographer Kenneth Capello two nights ago. He's from mm-hmm. Houston and we were talking about how like De La Soul played the Rhinestone Wrangler in Houston. You guys would have, you know, if you wanted to see a rap group, if Tribe Called Quest came down when we were teenagers, we went to the Palladium on the north side. Had to go to the mm-hmm. Boomerang on the south side. And right. then all of a sudden, groups like, I feel like, I'm not giving all the credit to like Cypress Hill and people like that, but when that stuff started crossing over, but that era, Ice-T did the body count thing. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, you said the black clubs or whatever. I think, <clears throat> I say the nightclubs and the live music venues. And it was around See, that era. Music. It was around a that lot. era when it they started bringing too. y'all into the live music because the live music venues weren't booking rap at first. They were like, "Fuck." Well, that. that's what I was getting ready to tell you. I was playing those venues, like you know, it started, you know, basically with you know Kevin Lyman and the Walk Tour. I was on that. Yep. I was like probably the first rap act on that, but and on the main stage. So, you know, all these groups right now that's doing festivals right now, they're pretty much late. You know. Like I was doing festivals and and you know in Europe and in in America like all the clubs that the average rapper wouldn't play like the average urban rapper would not not even look at now a venue is booking that particular act now you know but more on a commercial level to say well I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon because the artist is hot mm-hmm. and they just want to put it on the bill but before those um festivals even got big when they were nobody and they were just coming up from the ground like a plant out of the ground they i was doing those um festivals and you know hard rock bands that was you know coming up and everything that made these festivals become what they are today so what happened was after they built the root on a lot of those groups that made those festivals get bigger they started pushing them out and then they started pushing commercial accent and watered it down. So what happened is now you got the festivals jumping on like top 40 acts and mm-hmm. stuff and putting them on the bill. And it's kind of obvious now, but a lot of those festivals were really ran by or built up from the ground with real groups that didn't need a lot of major radio and a lot of major, they was just, they just had cult following. Man, brother, I feel you 100% on that. And I do, I want to keep everything as positive as possible during these, these crazy times. But if some of those big companies can get smacked down a few notches and get back to their roots and, and open up the doors and close down some, set some of these monopolies down and bring the real people back in to start putting these festivals and things together and make them more interesting and not just be the same bill in every city around the world, 
I think that's going to be a positive change. Well, well what happened? And what happened too is the record company w- wasn't interested in a lot of those uh, bill. They were they wasn't interested in a lot of those um, festivals at first, and then the smaller acts are the bigger underground bands yep. and like you know guys who didn't really need radio and they didn't need you know a lot of steroids behind their project right they um they promoted um that uh that didn't need promotion they just ran a festival and put the names up and people just packed those places like crazy like you know bands you never heard of that was just good and you know yeah you know even myself you know even myself you know we we built all these big festivals up to be big and i played a lot of you know uh, you know, alternative places and spots now that you would never see a top forty act play. Now they're playing them. Exactly, exactly. And I and I, in that era when it would be you and and the Rhyme Sayers or the Def Jux or the Visionaries or those type of crews that were that were infiltrating these festivals, it was that was always it was so fun to see. And, and well, no, no, no matter who, no matter who it was, it was it could be a rock band that's so nice, you know, like yeah. even like you know. I look at the year when Kevin Lyman did, um, you know, we did Warp Tour. It was like me, you know, me, Good Charlotte, AFI, Pennywise, Sun 41, um, you know, Ro- you know Brody. Um, it, it, it was like, uh, you know, it was another, you know, it was just a lot of bands, like, that was just really, like, jamming, like, just without, like, big, without, you know, they didn't even have to have a, they didn't have to put a fly out or nothing. They were just big. Exactly. Like they had real, they had real natural fans. Not fans, you know, nurtured through like marketing and you know, like you know, real like pasteurized fans. That's you know, microwave fans that just came out of nowhere just because the group is on every day or they're on TV or they hot from some reality show. They had real live groups that was just pure, pure good. Man, exactly. And I'll tell you this, I heard Boogie Down Productions before I heard Ultramagnetic MCs, but when I heard Critical Beatdown, and I was obsessed with Boogie Down Productions majorly, and when I heard Critical Beatdown in high school, uh-huh. you showed me how far this could really go. Not, I didn't know, I didn't see the whole future and what it was going to become, but when I saw the, how complex you guys were able to make this record, but still accessible and still jamming and still for the streets, it made me understand, like, Man, this is really this is this is so it's infinite. Like that record changed my perspective on a lot of things with hip hop for real. And to this day, here you are still changing the game. And I mean, I I thank you personally for that. It, it taught me a lot. Uh uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. yeah. How did you get with this group, Thetan? They're from Nashville. Uh yeah. Uh, we were hooked up and um. You know, I, you know, I'm a good collaborator. Once I get sure. on something, you know, I, I I ride the, you know, the wave with what the person want to do, and then um, I get professional, and I lock into the project. And you know, sometimes I get collabs, and then you know, a certain kind of collabs that do where it's not a concept for me to rhyme. Somebody send me a sixteen to do, and I just do the sixteen. You know, I rhyme the way I want. But then it's some people, you know it's like a certain way they might want an album done. So I have to be a professional and do the album in, in the, in the, in the mode of the way the person wants the album done. 
Man, well, it is. It's the most futuristic thing I've been hearing in a minute, and it's, it's definitely a brilliant piece of work. And I'm seeing Black Dahlia from the Dwarves is on this album. Like, these are things that seventeen year old me would never dream would happen. And I saw right. probably saw the Dwarves and and you live around this, you know, in those days at the same time. Like as a young youngster, like admiring that sort of thing and these collaborations, it's just so incredible to see. And I appreciate you still putting out music like this and still changing the game. Right. I mean, like you said, you got to definitely, you know, you can't forget the people and serve, you got to serve the people, you know, you got to give everybody a teaspoon of medicine. I, I just want always, you know, people to always don't like pick one genre because, you know, regardless, like, you know, people used to ask me, what's your favorite album? You know, I look at all my albums, they all my, it's like, you know, you, you never ask a family what's their favorite kid. You know, they, people like all their kids, you know, you mm -hmm. don't have a favorite kid. You're like, oh, that's my, that's my son, whatever. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's whoever. Yeah, that's my other son. That's my other daughter. So it's like, you don't have a, a, a favorite, like, oh, I like this one and that one the most. I told people like, you know, I like Black Elvis as much as I love Matthew. I like Matthew as much as I love Dr. Doom. I like Dr. Doom as much as I love Black Elvis. I like Black Elvis. Like, I love, um, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue and so on. Every album I did, you know, everything, you know, I like all the records. I, I don't ever want to, you know, with the critics, they used to get into what album did Keith fall off and that he was better and where he was worse. Um, it's no such thing if, if I was worse. I just did a different kind of album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. And I've enjoyed them all and I, I definitely appreciate it. And would love to see you live down here. As soon as these, these doors open back up, I want to see Cool Keith live again. I mean, one of my favorite moments in in the industry of, of things I was able to, to make happen was I was working with, when I was working with Red Bull and they weren't hearing me at first, but then I was like, no man, listen, South by Southwest, Ghetto Boys and Ultra Magnetic MCs, because you guys had just reunited for a show, I think in London, and I saw that and I was hitting up your manager like, man, we need that, we need to do that, I want to see Ultra Magnetic together. And that mm -hmm. that night, man, blew for me personally. That was a dream come true. And rest in peace, Bushwick Bill, one of our oh well, yeah 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 legend. That rest in peace, definitely the same. And get well soon, Scarface, please. But, uh, man, in the crowd that night, there were people literally from all over the world. I mean, countries all over the world who were just like, I never thought I'd see the Ghetto Boys. I never thought I'd see Ultramagnetic MCs. They were tripping. Uh -huh. They were tripping. Yeah. It was such a great night. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Ultra's, you know, still around. You know, Sed G's working on the album right now. Mm. And he has this project called, um, um, he has an album might that might drop, and he has a song called The Delta. Dope. Well, people need to know. I I feel there are a lot of things would have been different if if said G Productions did not exist. I feel like said mm -hmm. G was one of the most influential producers of the best eras of hip hop before NWA came. I don't think NWA would have sounded like NWA if said G hadn't already put out the sounds that he put out. Right, and that's my opinion. That's well, me. you know, we had a big thing. You know, I mean, the ultrasound was, um, you know, ran on a lot of different influences. I mean, even with Public Enemy, you know, yep. I mean, um, Bomb Squad, the, the the Bomb Squad to tell 
tell you to this day. I mean, Hank and Keith always said, you know, we listened to you on set a lot, you know, mm-hmm. in Long Island. And like I said, when I had their CD, like I think Trev had got their CD before it came out. We was listening to like, you know, a couple of tracks off their album and like my Uzi Ways a ton. You know, we had the album and I was like, who is this coming out? Like mm-hmm. we was riding down the highway. I always tell people the story. And, you know, you know, we seen like, we seen the elements close like you know right they they were using the same sb12 truncations and you know the same you know they would you know you know truncate the temptations you know all that stuff with you know psychedelic shack and all that you know all that stuff and we would you know james brown and you know terminator x had you know like mo love like you know they built their group kind of like off the foundation but they were more, they went into more of a, uh, they were like a Malcolm X rap group. Yeah. So yeah. we were like sci-fi. And then what happened was like, we were out before them, but they beat us international with, you know, with their distribution. You know, Def Jam had better distribution than Next Plateau. Right. Well, that's that happens to a lot of the innovators and in all genres of music. And that's exactly what I was saying. Like you showed us ultramagnetic MCs showed us how far it could go because rap music could be most people didn't expect it to go as complex. I mean, if you listen to the early raps, the early, early ones, it was pretty complex. Mm -hmm. But, But you guys took it to another level, made it really fun, but also serious. And there was extreme complexities to the production, to the lyrics, to the concepts, to the interactions between you and said and everybody. I mean, like there, you guys oh, yeah, actually I mean, critical, showed us. You showed us. Critical, critical beatdown was a masterpiece, and uh, you know it was definitely like you know even the cover, you know, with the Dapper Dan gear on and stuff. You know, people forget about all that stuff, and yeah. you know now everybody's doing the, the stuff that we had on that cover, you know, but they forget too. But like I said, um, you know, we were out before a lot of groups, but we were out before they had just got more better international servicing. We got international, but in a slower way. Right. So, you know, we circulated around the world just a little slower, but it was slow enough to make more, they they got more popular and became more influential first. So people thought like, well, they came out first and the sound was similar, but people just know, you know, they have more of just, like you said, they had the machine behind them more powerfully, you know, which I don't, you know, I can't say nothing bad. You know, Chuck is a cool person and, you know, I love him to death and, um, um, but we joke about that too. When I see him, we always talk. He'd be like, "Yo, man, you know what I'm saying, man? Y'all was, yo, we listen to y'all, and you know, Hank, Hank, Shockley, and Chief, and, and you know, Flavor, Flavor. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cool with all of them and stuff. You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I wasn't, you know, sad that they came out. I was kind of happy. It was like, you know, they had, you know, my Uzi weighs a ton. And I was like, that's my favorite track, man. You know, I was, you know. And I heard that on the whim because um, Trevor had got their CD like before it was coming out. He's like, yo, check out 
we was riding down the highway in a limo, and he's like, check out these dudes. And I'm like, and I, he put it in, we like hearing stuff coming out. My Uzi weighs a ton. So he's like, who's this? Like, you know, and then we saw the cover, you know, when they were sitting on the car, the 98, my 98, and then Flavor and Chuck. And then I was like, Flavor and, Flavor and Chuck, like Keith and Seth, Terminator X, Mo Love. And they, you know, they just added the S1Ws and took it like in a militant way. So they, yep. you know, they they just, you know, I'm glad they supported, you know, they, you know, it's good to have a sound that was influenced and they they got a sound that, you know, we all was using the same kind of layering the same kind of sounds and the fusion sounds and everything was good. So, and, you know, they sampled some interesting stuff too, you know, but we all use James Brown, you know, nobody want to give, James Brown credit, but yep. that's the person that needs the most credit, you know, like, you know, it's like, I mean, our artist is different, though. I mean, I got sensitive when James Brown passed away, like, I, I even had to cry. Yeah. On Christmas. You know, yeah. You know. Well, that's two of my favorite groups, and of course, James Brown is the greatest of all time, and I mean, to talk yeah. about, think about Public Enemy, though, was you know, I actually remember buying Critical Beatdown. I remember, I can see in my head when I went in the record store and got, you're going to get yours on 12-inch. And then I yep. saw, you know, the, what 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 happened for Public Enemy, they toured with the Beastie Boys License to Hill Tour. They opened that whole tour. So it was either Public Enemy, yeah. Mur Murphy's Law, and the Beastie Boys. That's the one I saw. Yeah. And when Public Enemy came out, 90% of the crowd didn't stand up. Like, they didn't know who they were. They didn't care. They saw dudes with machine guns or like, what the hell the fuck is this? And it where, was, where was this at? Where was this at? This was in Erie, Pennsylvania. As a oh, okay. Fact. But they this did the like whole when tour. they first came out. No, they first first came out when they when they announced the show because I know I've always been a music nerd. And when they first announced it, it was Beastie Boys. And at first, I didn't even want to buy a ticket because until I heard "Past Fight for Your Right to Party," I didn't. I thought that was stupid. But then I heard mm -hmm. "Hold It Now, Hit It," and I because I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania. I wasn't getting that shit first day in 1986. Right. I, 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 I think it was like. It, it, it was kind of funny, like, when it was coming out, it, 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 like, they had, like you said, a, a mysterious way that you was going to, like, people probably was looking like, well, how is this going to jump off? Like, mm -hmm. is it like, is it going to be like a military overnight sensation or it's just going to be like something that came and went? But they had a formula. They had a formula. They had, and a, they had a formula, but they also, uh -huh. but they also got to get in front of, not only a Beastie Boys crowd, but that tour was Beastie Boys, Murphy's Law, and Public Enemy, or Beastie Boys, Fishbone, and Public Enemy. So they got to mm -hmm. get in front of like punk rockers and the quote unquote alternative types and the hood all in one mm -hmm. big stadium in cities across the nation. Like they, because those Beastie Boys concerts were a cross section of people, you know, those are cross section right. of fans, like nothing uh -huh. before really. I mean, Run DMC, of course, before, but like with the Beastie Boys came with in that right in that era brought a whole new audience to rap. And so mm -hmm. public enemy got to be introduced. Like what I was going to say was I felt like I knew a lot about music. I had the Murphy's law album, but, mm -hmm. they, but public enemy, we were all like, who is public enemy? Who is public enemy? And I think it was spin magazine. Cause there wasn't really rap. I mean, there was like word up and things like that, mm -hmm. but uh, I think yeah, it was spin, we were, we were, we were, we were, we were, they had they had a thing. I know because we were we were we were signed to Rush as management. We right. had Rush management, and for a minute, you know, Leo and Russell was um, 
like we were signed to Leo and Rush as man as as management. But I used to go on, you know, we go have meetings and you know, Leo would come up to Polydor for us and I mean talk to Polygram about different marketing. Yeah. You know, different things and stuff. And um it was just that um we they had, we used to look at them on the charts and we used to be like, wow, they're going to Europe and uh, they're going to California. Like, it was, they were going to cities that we wasn't going to first, but we were just playing like the tri-state area and we would get like shows in Philly. That was like our run, like Coogee mm-hmm. Rap and, you know, mostly everybody came. We would just be going to like Philly, Washington, up north, and maybe like Baltimore. Those were our big markets, like Tri-State and maybe Washington, D.C., and that's it. Like, But they were going to Florida, and then you see them now. Now, they were going to California and stuff, and then and then we were going to Europe. We were going to Europe, you know, because we was always wanted to get out to California. Like, you know, you go in the, you go in the building, you see Jodeci name, they're going up to California. You see Heavy D going to California. You're like, nah, we're not getting out to California. The Soul Train and nothing, so... Then me and said, finally got out to California. We finally, you know, but we had to go to Europe first. We went to Europe and we was in Europe and we uh, did the whole Europe. You know, I was in Europe before, I think probably everybody. I went to Europe before all these groups ever touched. You know, now it's a big thing. Tim Westwood and things like this. uh Yeah, now it's a big thing for, like you said, all the rappers to show they in Europe, you know, I've been to Europe, like, you know, and the funny thing, I was in Europe, and I forgot to take pictures, like, uh. you know, I went to Europe so many times, like, you know, I'm in Paris, and, you know, because I was never a guy walking around with my camera, I mean, like you said, Instagram wasn't out then, it wasn't that popular, you know, they didn't have, you know, even MySpace, you know, whatever social network wasn't even probably out, like, I had a little camera, but I might have took pictures pictures of a girl in the room, but I didn't care about like you know the monuments and different places that I went and like you know now it's big to go to Germany and take a picture in front of the the cathedral church or you in you know you over by the red light district or you over in you know Milan or you over in Barcelona and Greece. I went to those places. Not even, you know, doing any, like, yeah. pictures or nothing. I, I was just, just like, just enjoying Europe, like a professional traveler or something. Like, I'm in Europe, me and said, you know, we in Amsterdam, Brussels. We're going through all these cities, but we wasn't like, like the rappers now, you know, they, you know, broadcast, they in Sete France. Like, I was going to those cities, like, you know, just, it was just normal to me. Like I go to my room, go upstairs. I, I just, it was just more weird to me. Like I'm, I'm like, I was more freaking out on like me and said, we'll go to restaurants and, you know, we see dogs in the restaurants and <laughs> it was like a different culture of health in, in, in the European ways. People bring their big dogs in expensive restaurants and, you know, Afghans and they eat with the dog at the table. It was like, you know, I'm, and I'm imagining, I'm like, wow, in America, you can't, bring a big dog in like um like you can't bring a big dog in like an expensive restaurant like can you imagine a big dog in like 
like a lot of dogs. Like, can you imagine a bunch of big dogs and TF chains at the table and stuff? Like, <laughs> so we was like, you know, we was like, you know, we were more looking at other stuff more than being like a the new artist now. You know, showing every picture mm-hmm. they somewhere. They just got to France, London, and eating they just pizza with a fork and knife. <laughs> huh? Eating pizza with a fork and knife. Yeah, you know, just happy to be in like. You know, Spain or something. You know, all the girls posting a picture now. They in Europe. Like, I've been, I've been Europe like eons of times before these artists even got to Europe. Like, a lot of these artists are just getting to Europe. Like, they just getting to Europe. Like, they, it's a big, fantastic thing to them. They just getting to Europe. I mean, but it is pretty exciting. And I've toured Europe with Devin the Dude for like the last fifteen years, and it's every time. It's it's a great time. It, I do feel what you're yeah. saying because, and Devin has a ton of drone footage now from all these crazy things. Oh, yeah, I, I like Devin the dude. Yeah, yeah, Devin the dude is a cool dude. I mean, yeah. I'd love to hear y'all two together someday. He gave me, uh, one time he was getting on his flight and he just threw me a bag of like, he just threw me a bag like, yo, take this. I can't take it on the flight. I'm like, <laughs> yeah? Like, I'm like, wow. He said, yeah. Like, he just gave me like, <laughs> the guy gave me like a just an incredible bag like I'm like yeah I can't get this on the airplane and I'm like wow Man. so I was that's that, that was my encounter with him like but that I know he's a fan of yours he's a real uh hip hop yeah, head for yeah. real but you know I, yeah, but yeah. the thing today is now that's one of the problems I think in life is that you know this whole you know I take photos I've always been a photographer too but like everyone's looking at themselves all day now, just looking at themselves, like not just looking at the Eiffel Tower and these pictures. It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And that's what a lot of the music's become. That's what a lot of cultures become. And now we're locked in Oh, yeah, house. the cultures become, look at me, you know, look at me, I'm in Italy. Look at me, I'm in Spain. Look at me, I'm in, um, look at me, I'm in, you know, I'm over in Brussels. Look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm packing a show. And then, you know, it's funny, I did so many packed shows in Europe. You know, now everybody's, you know, performing like they're out in another part of the world, like they're doing a show. You know, I've been to Australia, Tokyo, mm-hmm. you know, all those places. I traveled way before all these people. Like, that's why I laugh, because when everybody's posting their pictures in those foreign cities and countries, I'm like, man, I haven't been there already thousands of times and you're just getting there for your first time and like you're posting it you're like you're showing pictures like i never been there that's the funny thing i get out of it like i laugh like i look at it as, it's so comedic like like but you know like it's good you know everybody to each his own let them enjoy their you know their first time on an international flight yeah, of course, of course, and it's and uh, but I also have noticed that with the internet, a lot of places have become way more the same, and it's like a lot of the times what it was so. I mean, the the legends like yourself, and you could still go back to Europe anytime and do pack shows for sure. Paris, oh yeah, yeah, do, of but course. Like, you know, like the, they did. You know, start... I'm, 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 you know, the, the 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 Elton Johns and the Mick Jaggers and the Cool Chiefs and the and the, and the, uh. Who else? The, uh, you know, the Lionel Richies and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, like you said, they always can go back to your, like you said, you know, the, you know, the, those people can always go, you know, the, but 
I'm saying, like, when I was going, it was cool, but the thing now is, like, so these people are going because the. I, I learned something about Europe too. Europe too, is that <coughs> the world got synchronized with um, everything. Like, like you go travel. They got underground clubs everywhere. They got commercial clubs. You know, the scene has been synchronized. You know, they got a club where it can be top forty people there. And they got a club where it's underground. So people thought it was different. I found out, like, they made it, like, synchronized. You know, they got stations, like, you know, like the little stations, the college radio stations. Then they got their stations that play their big artists, too. You know, but Europe, one thing about Europe, Europe has its way of making their own star. You know, like, Europe will find a a person that's just as big here mm. and be that person there. You know, they don't really care about Man. the big pop artists over mm. here as much as, you know, they'll create the same gender of artists. Like, you know, they'll, you know, if we got an Adele or whatever, like they'll make a Shakira. Yeah. They'll make a, you know, they'll make a Beyonce. They'll make a, you know what I'm saying? They they got ways to do. They'll have their Rihanna. They'll Man, have their... Can I tell you? It's like, that's a city that, you know, they are good at making a star. Because you can get off the plane and all the American artists don't even have to go over there. They got their own artists that's big. You'd be like, you off the plane looking at some girl that's a singer. Um, she's super big packing Wimbledon, Wimbledon Stadium. So it's like, you, you know, they, they're good. They've always been good with uh, the matching point. You know, they you get a Jackson 5, they can get a Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. You get a, you get a, you know, you get the Backstreet Boys, they can get a Backstreet Boys, you know. So, but it's the record companies synchronized. You know, they got Columbia Europe and Columbia US. So they'll get the artist too you know, and push that same kind of artist. Well, can I tell you a couple of years ago in uh, Devin hosted a festival in Germany called out for fame. And it was Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And on Friday, it was all German artists, all German hip hop Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday, the headliner was De La Soul. I know like Lords of the underground onyx, some other, you know, already the rugged man were on there. The Sunday headliner was E 40. And on Friday, like, let's say the place was it, what the festival didn't do that well. It did. Okay. Let's say the festival was about half full, like on the Friday night of all the German groups, maybe a little, maybe three quarters full. And we were like, man, <clears throat> tomorrow's going to be crazy. I was like, listen, tomorrow night's going to be crazy. De La Soul night. Oh man, E40 hasn't been over here. This is going to be, cra- it's going to be way bigger, man. That German night was bigger than either of the other two nights by far. Mm. They came out hard for the German artists and went nuts. Yeah. And, that's one thing. They, they support that's why I say you gotta be a real, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be a real slash, you know, you gotta be a real Alice Cooper when you hit Europe, like you know, like me, you know, you gotta be a real yeah. Alice Cooper, you gotta be a real, you know, you gotta be like you say, you gotta be a real Paul McCartney, because Europe knows like real stars, so yeah. they're not gonna like, you know, it's like you gotta get over there 
and they already know like you put in a lot of work and stuff so you know they know you coming over there like Dolly Parton or they know you a big you know they know that you are reputable to come see you as a artist like you don't need like the European support a European support act they already know that you've been over there and you ripped a lot of shows and they know about your credentials in the States and they know it's real. Sometimes people try to fool Europe and a lot of acts, you know, use that theory is like, well, you know, yo, if you go to Europe, man, you know, you could always get shows in Europe. I heard they love hip hop. That's not the true point. I think, you know, Europe listen to trap, but I think a lot of artists think, well, Europe likes pure hip hop in general too. They like pure hip hop, but a lot of the artists think, well, well, I guess if I'm like, I got skills, Europe loves me. But nah, Europe knows really artists that put in work. They do a lot of research. You're just not going to go over there and be like, well, you know, I'm in Europe because I do hip hop and Europe is a place that can I can fool you and go over there and say I do hip hop. That's where a lot of these artists, you know, they want to run over there because they feel they're not getting booked in the U.S. But the point is, like, I still do shows in the U.S. too, but a lot of artists feel like, oh, you know, the U.S. ain't booking hip-hop no more. I'm, I'm, that's it for me. I'm going to Europe. But that's not the point. Europe is, like, booking, like, trap now. Man, Europe's booking. So, they, yo, I, that's, Europe. I, I've had to contend with that totally. I've totally had to contend with that. Like, because they want the new, you know, the, the yeah, internet, the kids the internet over there, is riding they, like, all over there. And I was like in, you said, the kids, like, the kids change, you know. Yeah. It's like somebody's daughter is, like, waiting for, like, a hot act to come over from here. You know, like, waiting for, like, to you know, like. Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, it's like, the point is, I'm trying to tell people is like they feel like, well, I can run to Europe because I'm from the golden age and all that. No, it's not the fact. It's what it's it's it's, it's what quality you put out and do you have a reputation for doing it? You yeah, just and can't. the consistency. And you are the example of the consistency of keeping the keeping music, feeding the consumer, feeding the fans, feeding the people. And and I definitely appreciate you for that as well because yeah, there are a lot of artists. You know what sucks about a lot of the older artists that come out. And the same festival. Well, we haven't been over there with Doctor Octagon. Hopefully, Automator, you know, yeah, tell everybody to email him because um, we definitely, you know, with our differences that we have with me, him, and you know, whatever that came about, you know, maybe even Cubit, you know, they can all talk together. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we haven't been as Octagon in Europe, like just for one big show, you know. So, yeah, but we had shows booked and um, due to um, technicalities, you know, that the front office that has to come to some point of agreement as far as all the individuals to get stuff like this, right? you know, right. on the right track because money is money in this. You're not smart if you're not doing proper business. So that's another thing, you know, people need to put their egos aside. And, and really realize, you know, that like it's a lot of things to be done because, like you said, Doctor Octagon is still something I created, and it put a lot of people on the map, and it's a lot of people want to see that show. Man, I want to see that show. Yeah, 
I remember that. I remember getting that. I remember getting that CD in my hand. I remember I got the uh, the original European pressing with the the cardboard slide out everything. I had both versions. Yeah, love it. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> well, man, I don't want to hold you too long here. I appreciate. No, I like I, I like talking. I like rapping. You know, anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, put it all on there. You know, like you said, it's about what. You know the music. The evolution, the revolving of it, and like you said, I mean, I laid a lot of groundwork, and um, I'm just doing everything. My interest is just all kinds of things, getting on new beats, and you know, I love to try everything. You know, I mean, it's no laws in music, you know, which I think in the past we made laws and what beats we could rap on. You know, it's it's just right. an open season. It's the open season now for musicians. You know, I op- I feel good that I open doors for everybody, so we can have diverse ideas. Man. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of diverse ideas for artists to I, not only feel like you can just do one thing. You know, it's a lot of records you can do and feel good about them. You know, like you said, a lot of guys got trapped in being whatever they was when they made music, so they got stuck. So they can only do one thing for the rest of their life, you know. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to be that kind of artist, but you know, I, I think a good artist can do a lot of different things, you know. Man, you know, I was up. the first. I I was the first to collab with all kinds of, you know, you know, all kinds of wild artists. I was the first to initiate that too. Like who was some of that? Who like who? You know, Bajan Bork. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, just collabs with you know all kinds of people just prodigy you know yes yes of course all kinds of collabs of you know when i was the first one doing that when i was you know run dmc did like the arrow smith thing Mm -hmm. but i was the real initiation person for that that broke the doors really to the fullest you know my collabs was like all kinds of endless collabs like you know you know, Tom Waits and all kinds of stuff, like, Man. of collabs with me, like, I mean, I didn't have no laws, you know, so, you know, all these groups now, you know, the collabs are predictable, you know, I, I like people to get interesting, you know, do something wild, you know, like, let's see something, you know, let's see something crazy, you know, like you said, um, let's let's mix that DNA up, let's put, uh, well, how- you know, that's, <laughs> how do you feel about Run the Jewels? I, I like that. Yeah, like, yeah I like cause that. Because we were talking earlier about how <laughs> you know the different regional sounds. Yeah, and I I really respect that you would say things about the Midwest and the South and all that, and, and that helped I think Let's open up people's up. minds. But like back you then, album, back then I did not imagine, imagine that. I how about an album? That. How about an album? Me, me, E Forty, and Beyonce singing through the whole album. I'm saying. Me, me, Forty, and Beyonce. Who would do the beats? KEB. Can you imagine an album like that? KEB. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know. Uh, no, that's, that's great. That's the, what I'm talking I'm saying, about. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. The uh, the it's just the music industry got to shuffle a little more. I, I think a lot of the collabs are predictable, basically. Like they're they're always predictable. They're always like you know, they get a little bit. The same all the time. Like LP and Killer expect- Mike. LP and Killer Mike was not predictable to me. 
I knew. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that. I like. I like. I like that. I like Killer Mike. That's my boy. Yeah. Um. I just. I. I I just think that you know the music industry gets so cliche with the collabs Mm -hmm. that they're not fun anymore. Like the the collabs are just you know everybody in the same region do records. You like okay. Okay, I expect you to do a record with him. Oh yeah, okay, you two guys. Okay, I expect y'all to do a record together. Yeah, I, I well, see that. Okay. The music yeah. industry gets cliche with everything, everything. Yeah, huh? You know. Yeah. And that's what that's what I want to see get knocked down a little. Some some of the, the bigger entities that have have controlled these monopolies have created these festivals. I mean, there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing some a festival pop up with artists that aren't all the same. Like there was something you did in Louisville a couple years ago. I don't remember the name of it, but you were on this festival and it was uh-huh. like spray paint was on that festival too. Like weird noise artists, like crazy. Like, uh-huh. I, think, I think shit and shine was on that festival. Right. Like, stuff that was like, I'd love to hear you do rap with, with the producer shit and shine. He's insane. Right. But like that, um, like festivals like that make me so happy because I pay attention to all this shit. And then when the festivals get announced and you look at the thing, it's like, yeah, that's the same lineup I just saw on this last festival. That's the same lineup I just saw over here. It's so fucking predictable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, the lineups are the same. Like, even the, the show bookings, like, the lineups are the same. And, you know, they get redundant with the lineups. And, you know, they book all the trendy acts from the states. Like, right. the lineups are the same. And, you know, like you said, they'll book them all at the same time. And, like... I think this time that we have this break, people can evaluate um, to see what they can do more interesting. Because, like you said, the lineups are the same, and they get to be like trendy. You like, okay, I'm gonna wait till this come to my city because this is a trendy lineup, and then right. you know, you know. But you know, hip hop is going through different phases right now. You know, you got hip hop going through different phases, so it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of different things coming out and um, it's going through different phases, but... I mean, from day one until now, just like anything in life, there's a biorhythm to hip-hop. I mean, it goes yeah. up, it goes down, and it goes everywhere I just, in between. I, I, just think the, I just think that most of the labels buy into the microwave stuff real fast. Like, you know, it's like you go in a store and you go get something out the refrigerator frozen. Like, you know, you get your typical artist that you know, like, okay, we're going to get a group and we're going to get them to be, like, more like the image of the same particular thing that you see. Like, okay, what's most that we see? We could see, like, okay, we get a group, we market them as, you know, it'd be one guy, he got, like, his whole hood behind him. You know, like, it's kind of, like, cliche, too. Like, it's not, there's no art. Like, how about you just Make that artist like do a video of him like somewhere like by himself or in an updated hallway or something like you know why do we have to still see like okay one guy he got like nine hundred people around him okay you're saying okay you're saying oh all these people love him this is hood but you know this is the bought crowd that you buy commercially like okay everybody meet up at the gas station let's shoot a video together show people that, you know, we can get like 800 people with you. So we're going to convince the television and the people, the viewer that you are good. Uh, people, you know, what happens, you know, you, you can't really see an artist now for what they are 
individually for themselves. Like, okay, let me see what you are for yourself. Not like, you, you don't have to show me who likes you. Let me see if you can make somebody like you. You're good enough to be liked by yourself. Like, like everything is always, you know, you need a supporting cast. Like, you know, I, it's like, I, I got tired of two, like, guys on stage, you know. It's cool to have, like, 50 people on stage with you. But you don't really get a shot of the artist. Like, okay, what can you do? You know, your your, your whole, it's been like a, a cliche of that all the time. Like, you know, it's a lot of entourage groups, you know. I had entourages and stuff, but you never saw them because everybody in my entourage was like, yo, I'm cool enough to stand on the side and watch you and be in the audience. Or, you know, it's not the point of something going down. I don't be looking for that kind of stuff. You know, when, you know, I came from the Bronx, me and dad, we had people roll with us. We had our whole projects roll with us to a show, but we didn't have to show them on stage and all that. When something went down or we had gotten to something, you would know that, you know, we got everybody there. Everybody's there, but we wasn't looking for that. But we just showed that we are artists. But nowadays, it's like groups ain't showing, like, their pure art. They're more like, I want to bring my whole building to show that you like me. Like, you don't, it's like, I'm looking for you as an artist to be like, what are you as an artist? Like, like. I'm I'm getting hyped up watching a hundred people like you, but right. it seems like it's microwave. Like you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And let's give them an example real quick of what's not microwave and what real artistry is. Because Cool Keith, you embody that. We're gonna take a quick musical break. I want to play. I really like Dedicated from uh from this new album with with Dayton. I want to play that. And then let's get in. I'll play a little something off of Computer Technology, Saks Fifth Avenue. We'll come right back and talk some more. Okay. Keith. Shirts in his table merch. 
prime, nigga, I can fry your mind Shannon, take over the rock You ready to carry my sneaker box Move your name up a notch Let you work in LA with Pink Dot Push a VW with a propeller Take a shit on your acapellas Open up an umbrella She wet Star, move like a tar hill, reverse. 
Girls Duncan, Tim, I'm Hardaway. Girls do the milkshake, shake them cakes. Pull up in a drop top, see the cream rafe. Run up in the Hilton, get a nice rape. Water off the pubic and drip like a lake. I grab a pen and I concentrate. I rub on Angel, then I spray. Pop off a top of white Moet. She stand there, super wet. I'm Superman, she a cougar damn. That kryptonite just glow in my hand. I feel just like Larry Graham. Them buckets in that green lamb. You touch computers, you get spam. I beat the beat with pots and pans. I miss the soul, no time for jazz. So the duck in the bathtub, see a splash. I urinate, I pee on cash. I get on the job, I never lag. You wear them clothes that make me laugh. They back in the days like John Shaft. I'm over they mind like an aircraft. Like it's Spray my angel. Word. Yeah, yeah. That's real though. Don't you think so though? I think it's very real, man. I think it's real that like somebody like yourself can still stay so consistently dope and coming. I real. mean, it's just like all the acts now. It's like neighborhood support. Like they don't have like like where's you? Like where's you? Like I want to see you. Like it's just neighborhood support. Right. Well, that's what I mean. You're living. You survived. You've survived pretty much through the entirety of hip hop, man. The entirety of what we've been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, when you come back, I'm gonna say that that's cool. Sometimes, like you said, that's that's cool. Sometimes you do, you know, when when we had, you know, when I did raise it up, you know, we shot it with the everybody in the, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody in the hood, and you know, you know, you do one of those videos is good. Sometimes, I mean, showed that you can do your neighborhood videos, but I, I just don't want, I just don't want to do that. Like, I don't feel like sometimes it, it's some other form of artistry going on. But do you think a lot of that is dictated by the industry and the overseers of the industry? Well. Or is it just lames? Everybody's always, you know, it, it became, a, it's like a trend. And people can't stop it. It's a trend that people can't people can't stop. Everybody's getting used to that visually. And you know, sometimes when you watch YouTube and stuff, you don't even recognize it yourself. Sometimes it gets to be like, damn, another video like with eight hundred people. Okay, another video with eight hundred people. Another people with eight hundred people. And then when you see a video kinda different, like, okay, a guy with one girl in a car or something, and he's like going into some dope apartment, and then the the walls are pink, and he's rapping. It looks more relaxing and different. Or he's in a house, or yep. he's in a green, you know, like it's like when I did T-Mobile Connect. It's like you know, uh, like I do a lot of videos by myself, but sometimes I don't even tell my boys I'm doing a video. I just, be, I just shoot it. Like, and I remember, you know, I remember back in the day sitting with a group called seeds of soul from Houston. And we were just watching videos and the Weezer video came on that, that rock group Weezer where they just played in the house. 
and they uh-huh. just, and all the dudes in the group were like, "Man, how the hell they just made a video in the house? They just made a video yeah, in like the house." Yeah, like you said, some rock band. This some is rock dope. Bands, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was the simplest thing ever. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. You know, and but you know, I mean, I, I like, I like, I like, I like it all too. Like you know, you can have a video with. A lot of girls or something like, yeah. but sometimes you can't have a lot of girls that just look regular. Like you'd be like, okay, all these girls look like they. Are you, um, are you taping this? Yes. Oh, okay. You, but you edit that part, right? What do you mean? Oh, this is live. No, no, this is not live. This is not live. We can edit whatever you think. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. So, so um, you can have a lot of girls, but same thing. A lot of the girls on the videos. You know, it, it depends how crafty they look. Sometimes you've got girls fixed up nice, you know, with with, with certain kind of outfits on. Or their hair looks all the same, or you know, they all got you know pink cat suits on or something, or they just got something distinctive, or they wearing a different outfit. You know, a lot of videos with the girls is like they, you know, guys have a video with a lot of girls, but the girls just got on like you know, stuff you buy at Ross and, and like your local, uh, Walmart or something on in the video. It's like, it's not <laughs> interesting. It's like, you'd be like, okay, she, my wife got that in the closet. And you know, you could be like, oh, my girl got that. Uh, they bought that down the block at, you know, you know, that outfit she got on the way it came from Target or something. Like, you know, it's just that people don't put the time and effort into the creativity of it. Like, you know, I agree. There's all kinds of shit like that. Like I have this, uh, I've watched this Polish music video channel sometimes cause it's funny and it's not rap, Yeah. but every video it's a dude singing like kind of a Polish crooner over a kind of Euro, yeah. Euro beat song. Yeah. And he's always got, yeah. they, they, they always have one girl and half the time, more than half the time they're in a tropical setting. There's no coast in Poland. Poland doesn't no, have a coastline. And they'll go out to the coast and they'll make the same they all make the same exact video, one girl behind them and they become a romance at the end. And it's it's well, you know, hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. What kills me is though, like a lot of the rappers shoot the video, but they dressed up, you know, they got everything on, you know, their their gear. But they leave the girl like with like a a Walmart outfit on, like they got the girls with, like you know, it's like some guys that shoot a video by the pool, and but the girls got on, like you said, you know, bikinis from Ross, and you know, the most cheapest places you can find on, instead of like fixing the girls up nice around the video, would add to, you know, the rapper rapping with his, you know, famous, you know, foreign wear on and all that, and. You know, then you know you're standing in front of your Rolls Royce, but you got the girls looking like they, you know, twerking like they bought their swimwear from like, you know, like the ninety nine cent store or something. I mean, there's good and bad to everything. <laughs> I mean, I hear you, I hear you. There's good and bad to everything when there's the people. But but uh, you know what I'm saying? The video no, have a lot of views because people, for some reason, people I don't know. Well, some I'm people saying, love cheap. Some I'm. Starting to wonder, some people love cheap shit. Like they'd be like, "Okay, this dude standing in front of a race, but the girls got on like some ninety nine cents store cheap shit." But but it's I think sometimes the world is so jealous. Like if you might put a girl in some fly shit, they'd be like, "Well, I can't get that. I don't like that." 
I like this video because this girl is wearing some cheap shit that I could relate to. The viewer is probably looking like that. But then again, it's a catch-22. They might be like, oh, I don't want to watch that because, you know, every girl's on Fashion Nova. They'd be like, I don't know. That shit might be too, that looks too cheap. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch that. Cause it's, you, you got like a weird, both a weird two sides sick crowd too about it. Yeah, well, it was super dope. The technology has opened up the doors for everybody can do anything just about now, but there is a certain, uh, I do sort of appreciate when people still put the real professional person behind that. The, the scenes, you can make a record in your bedroom and it could be great. But you can have somebody come and tweak it and make it sound even better or make a video with your homeboys and you can shoot it on your iPhone or you could have somebody that actually has a vision that is, a, you know, got that in his or her soul to make a video mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just picking up. It's really great that a kid can pick up a camera and make a music video right now. It's really great that a kid can make a record in his bedroom. Like like you said, people can't... are funny. Like it's like it's like the taste test. Like some people wake up and they want to watch a video and see how much you really spent on it, see if you have private jets and helicopters in it and girls with the best mink coats on. And then it's like, they might not want that ice cream this morning. They might want like cheap burger. Like they might look at it like, oh, feel like this guy did it in his house and the roaches are crawling on the wall and like the girl got on like a 99 cent store lingerie outfit and they smoking Hennessy, you know, they smoking um, weed and then they got Hennessy bottles on the table. The house is smogged up, you know, people getting out the bed with coal in their eye in the video. Like, yo, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like a catch 22 to everything. Like sometimes people wake up and look for dirt and then some people wake up and look for like, how, how expensive is that video? And then some mm-hmm. people jump on somebody dirty like oh that shit is dope man that video yo you see that video that dude got the girl with like ashy with the ashy ass twerking and she got a roach crawling by you seen a mouse run by 201 like you know some people like <laughs> <laughs> there's you know, levels people, there's levels to this some people like some people like all kinds of shit but you just gotta put i just put my shit out and i'm like yo it is what it is whatever i got out like watch it you know, that's another thing too. You know, we're around this virus time. People got a lot of time to watch videos and stuff. There's no excuses. Like, you know, I watch videos. I watch all kinds of everybody's shit. Like, it's, it's, you know, what can you do but look at videos? Like, so, you know, I was thinking that, you know, everybody's basically home. I mean, you take a survey, like all the arenas, you know, all the people that go out and get drunk every night, you know, all the 50,000 people that go out every night to all these arenas across the country and go to these bars and wear jerseys, they're home now. So they can watch all kinds of videos and see what people are doing and learn about artists in their own city that they never probably even knew about because they've been drinking beer for years and never knew their next North Dava was a big artist. Or, mm. you know, uh, artists in their town or something. Like, you know, you're in Iowa or somewhere, you you never even saw your artists because you've been drinking beer at the games all your life. Right. <laughs> or those artists, I mean, I always say the artists get famous at home once they leave. 
You know what I mean? They got to get out there and get shown, you know, show it more. You know, but now we're all, y'all are all at home and we can research these things. That, but that's something I used to do. Yeah, yeah, camp. yeah. Like people, I used to people, go on Bandcamp and just search Houston. Go on Bandcamp yeah. and search Austin. Go on Bandcamp, yeah, yeah. you know, so you, you know, and try to find like, yeah, like who's putting out like records you said, right pe- here. Like you said, people, people don't do no research. Like they want to be spoon fed all the time. You can't be spoon fed. Like, I learn something new all the time. Like I turn on all the videos, you know, sometimes you see other things, other new videos, other new styles, other things, you know, you some night you sit up like to four o'clock in the morning watching videos, you know, it's, it's, it's entertainment. So I can see what's going on too. It's a part of studying and researching. You know, you also get a look at cameras and what other video guys, how they're shooting and, you know, how they had angles going and, you know, people don't look at stuff like that. You know, everybody want to be, you know, watching reality shows and yeah. people pouring drinks on people all night and, you know, a girl, you know, pouring a drink in your face. And, you know, I mean, that stuff is cool. But like you said, after a while, I just kind of tired. So well, that's the it, thing. It, it I, I want people to listen more, too, because I grew up listening to late night radio I, when I mean, when. Grime was yeah, like first said, started in, in London. In, like said, That's what I would be tuning should, in to listen to yeah, freestyles and, I didn't even and, understand, and, like on a Friday night, you know, and just hear yeah, something. Yeah, people new. should tune in to, like, they used to tune in to Red Alert and, you know, Chuck Chill Out and Mr. Magic and Molly Mar. Like, people need to sit down and start listening to stuff and put a whole, you know, when the last time have you sat down and put an album on and listened to the whole album all the way through and you know, your life has been like selecting tracks, driving to the stadium. Oh, I'm going to listen to this one track on the way to see this college game. And then on the way back, I'm going to play a slow jam. And, you know, when, Man. you know, people, I people got, got time. I got the people high got time. I hear you. People got time to focus now on something. Like, people could be like, you know, I listened to a whole album all the way through. Or I played, you know, you know, a whole album, mm-hmm. I listened to it, or I listened to an album I never heard or something, or I, I watched the video I never saw, because, you know, people want to r- really rush back to their regular life, drinking beer every night, and getting intoxicated, yeah. and throwing up, on, throwing up on the streets. You can still have you can still have a beer in your house listening to some records, man. Like that's that's, that's a confession. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you can like you been. can like you say you. That's basically what my like, self isolation looks like. Actually, <laughs> like you say, you can drink beer and, and Coronas and stuff like you said. But if you're just doing it every night and you at all the college games and you don't know what's going on, like right. your life is just like you know you just doing you know you tailgating at football games every Sunday, every Monday, like. You don't know nothing. Like somebody come up and ask you a question. Hey, yo, you heard the new album by? Oh, whoa, whoa, what? Oh, what? Jets? What? Oh, 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 oh. What's the score? Like you know, you don't know. You know, Man. you don't know shit. You know, you don't know nothing but a football or something. Like you know, it's it's Man. gotta. I'm gonna people, send you. People. I'm gonna send you a link for what I, I live streamed the other night, sitting playing Japanese 45s from like the 50s and 60s, like the singing groups. And the and the crooner girls and stuff from the fifties and sixties in Japan. I have a whole uh, collection. Shout out to Kay. Thank you for. Uh, I got a friend of my a grandfather's collection, and I sat there, and people were like, "Damn, this shit is ill. Damn, where is this?" Like, there are things they can yeah. sell here, and they like different types of music. Like that's 
That's my. I can't, like, I, I can't even I, I focus on the TV right now. I can't hardly focus yeah. on the TV because the news might come on, and I don't want to see that shit right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh I wanna, yeah, that's negative. It's I want to listen. It's negative. I, 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 like I want to hear the music and, and play the music for you. I love to hear the. Like, yeah, music I, I, I get videos. I'd be like telling people like like you know check out T-Mobile Connect, check out Angel, check out uh, No Doubting, uh, check out uh, you know Strip Club Husband. Check out Water Fountain. Check out, um, you know, tons of videos. Once they, you know, start popping up, you know, just, Man, you know. I'll get on that YouTube tonight. I'll get on the YouTube uh, tonight. Uh, masturbate. You know, uh, Cool Keith Masturbate. You know, just, you know, I'm just telling the audience in general, you know, it's just stuff, you know. That's a very North real Vegas. song. That's a very real self-isolation song right there. Yeah, you know, you know, like you say, even stuff out there, you know, I got a lot of catalog of videos as much as records, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's good that people, you know, check out stuff, you know, you know, then they play Earth People and and go on to hear, you know, Dr. Octagon, Blue Flowers and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a record on YouTube and that, that was only a, a record and that record got like, like a million and a half plus views and stuff, you know? Right. And like I said, that song is very relevant right now. Oh, they can, you know, they can watch um, superheroes, you know, MF Doom. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's all kinds of things, you know, just all kinds of, all kinds of vids out, you know? For real. So, and they can, like you said, I'm out there all the time. They can hit me up on my, Ultra Man Seven Thousand Twitter and Cool Keith's official Instagram, and you know I got tracks on there too. You know, keep up with the tracks I post on IG. Mm-hmm. You know, I put. You know, you done, I got. Have you done I'm, any Instagram lives yet? Have you done? Have you talked to anybody? On uh, not lives? yet, but I post. What I what I do is I post tracks up every now and then. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a post. I'm gonna start posting exclusives up too. You know. I like to do everything, you know, put albums out, uh, put up some exclusives, you know, give people a little bit of taste of all kinds of yeah. little buffets, you know, little buffets. You know, I got my video buffets, you know, and like but you said, have you been people out though at all? Have you been peeping out people talking back and forth on the Instagram live? You can tune in and different artists. Yeah, are, I want, are I'll, I'll to probably each other. get on live. I think I'll get on live, but I, I do, like you said, I got buffets up there. I post exclusives because, you know, I don't believe in the record company format, you know, put a record out here and there on a certain time and market it. I, I like to drop like a record at a abnormal time to let people feel like, you know, abnormal is cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you people can. can get, you know, and, and so people don't get robotic out here, you know, Man. people, you know, you got a lot of people, you know, they can't make a record. If the record ain't for something special, you know, a lot of these guys can't record a song because they want to feel like what it's going to be for and where is it going? Is it going through the machine? You know, no, you're just making a song naturally. Like some people, you know, it's like a basketball player. He'd be in his backyard shooting his basketball. It's the same in music. Like you make a record one night and you drop it. Like, you know, people lost the feeling of random, you know, and I, I love that. I, I created random. Very much so. Very much so, man. And it's, and 
I appreciate every album, everything you've put out over your career, man. It's it's meant a lot to yeah. me. Yeah. And to a lot of people. Yeah. Always changing the game. Yeah. And four records. That's what I said. I, I, I like people to know that I got exclusive things out, you know, little pieces of this buffet, you know, it's like a buffet, you know, mm-hmm. that videos out that might not even go to no album or no record or no record company. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's all kinds of things, you know, video, woman, you the best, or, you know, you know, put on this track, you know, all those different things are named, you know? Right. Well, you got four albums out right now. What's next? What's next on the menu for Cool Key? Uh, I, I got the song I put up called um, 11 Years Old. It's going to be on Instagram maybe. You might see it maybe by Monday, okay. Tuesday. Okay. 11 Years Old. You know, uh, the youngest rapper out. Okay. And uh, then I might do, you know, I might do another exclusive, like, um, I write a lot anyway. I got exclusive more that I can turn into albums, but I might make a mixtape soon. You know, I might do a street mixtape, you know, Urban Street again called Coochie Urban Street, mm-hmm. Flame One, and just give people like the raw, the raw stuff too, you know. I, I, I you know, I, I like to get raw sometimes, you know, my, cursing goes up again, you know, I turn off my cursing, you know, then I throw my cursing back on, you know, I, 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 I practice being pro. I do an album without cursing and I do two or three records without cursing. And then I, sometimes I just go raw and back to like, you know, like you said, Steve, the wild man, you know, just sex say style. any kind of, huh? You go back sex to sex style, style a little bit know, on this new album. You know, I'll Richard Pryor, my album out and, you know, yep. And and any girl rappers in Houston, um, tell them to call you. Uh, you know, hit me up. I want to uh, see what they, I want to get them on some vocals and uh, send them some tracks. And if they got a studio, and let me know any oh, girl rappers oh, I know in Austin. Kanika, Kanika, and Shakita B. Uh, oh yeah, I got some people. I I, I, I need um. Matter of fact, I want some uh, nasty collabs on some tracks, just like um. You know, everybody's home now. I know girls. Man. Are they charging? Are they charging for bars? I mean, everybody wants to be a charger now, and they're not that. You know, even people that are not that known. I mean, no, I mean, I can explain they, to them who Cool Keith is, and and, and that that well, they mostly Kanika would know anyway. She would be she she's the one you need to fuck with. Any nat? You got any nasty rap chicks? I want to uh, maybe probably within the process put a nasty one out I mean I like to sometimes the collab she'll go, she'll go hard she'll go hard with you on that I know some girls oh yeah okay well, let's set it up maybe I'll get Eric uh, I can send you the track maybe i send you the track and she could lay uh, she could lay her nasty 17 bars I always do 17 17 yeah. nasty 18 nasty that'd be live maybe that'd be real live so um you got a studio? You mix, you mix records? Man, I do more podcasts, more radio type things. I am oh, okay. not, I'm not like oh, okay. an engineer or nothing. No. Oh, okay. I thought you knew some. But I was just I saying, can fuck with said, it. I can uh, fuck with the you know the the simple stuff. I'm not like a super professional it, it, engineer. It, it, but it, it, 
if you could set if you could set it up, it'd be if you could set it up, it'd be totally good. But if you get the girl, I mean, uh, Kanika you know, Kanika's full fully functional, and I've got a couple other people I know for sure. But she's the I, one. I, 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 I can see what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. I know y'all two well, go hard together. Okay, well, you could now. You, now you could record this and put this in the interview, though. I think the girls are better than the guys now. Like I'm hearing them more. I think they got more dimension. You know, they talking about you know their advantages and you know their supremacy. You know, they're supreme over a man and what they the submissiveness they could make a man do. I mean, I enjoy the entertainment. It's like it's kind of you know, it's at least something different. You know, the guys is more still just on the same level talking about, well, no, I'm taking this drug and that drug and I'm I'm popping bottles every night and it's no like it's no like it's no substance. It's the same I came through with a bird and, you know, I'm like I'd rather I'd rather just the girls, at least, you know, they making more, you know, they taking the lyrics into a real graphical point. Like, they're talking, like, real, you know, I, I bury your face in my, you know, all that. And, you know, I turn around and make you eat my, you know, eat this and eat that. And, <laughs> and you know, my pussy juice on your forehead. And, you know, I'm like, it's kind of interesting, though. It's real, like, they're really real. Like going after men hard, like that's like getting to be a big thing now. Like it's kind of big. Like it's they getting real. Um, you know, you know. That's why I like to write something. You know, you know. Let me put my penis on your ear or something. You know, like it, it makes me write even more. Like the combat, they're more competitive than the guys. To me, I I really do right now. Me as a hot lyricist, I think. The girls have stepped it up a lot. Like I think it's time, and I think it's time, and I wish there was never such a separation. You know that we didn't have to look at yeah, like a female MC playing, or something like that. If they're MCs, around. they're MCs. If they're not playing, they're not playing. They're on that. They're on the playing field. They're right there with you. Yeah, they, they, they. I hear they lyrics. They making guys come over, and you know they sort of be eating them out and take me shopping, and your woman tastes my come in your mouth and you know all kinds of clever you know clever you know clever sex stuff they trying to get you know like you know and i'm you know i made sex style i wrote you know i'm the king of the right nasty record so you know i like it you know i love it but you know but like you said they get more they get more bold and i guess they everybody's charging for they they versus and they getting big and bold, but but it's good. I think uh, you know a lot of guys can't make a record with them because they can't get with that feel. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They yeah. used to a certain element, but they can collab with a certain artist that it'd be good. You know, I like to hear some maybe like you know like the peaches and herb, like the guy, the woman, the man and woman sex rap together. Like you know, it's like. That'll be fly next, you know, like you say what you say and she say what she say, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm down. I'm down to help. 
but I, I really, I'm really, you know, I, I, I'm really entertained. I, I really get entertained by it because I'm, I'm noticing like, I'm noticing a lot of their stuff is different. Right. But I mean, I even loved. I'm, I love the old school. I love all them, all the ladies from. I mean, Moni Love. Yeah, I was yeah, in love like, with Moni Love before. I even even if Kaya, even if Kaya's rapping, you know, she still rap Kaya. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a minute, but I met. But I don't know. I don't. I'm sure she's still doing something. That record was crazy. Like when I hear it to this day, like like when you really in the club and you like back in when you was like I was campaigned in, up. I was in my like, when it came out. And you like was, when she like my back. And my, you know, my yeah. my back and my crack. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. you know, you be in a club, you be like, you know, you don't pay mind to lyrics. And then you listen, you start saying, what? Oh, shit, you know. Yeah. And then, like, you start hearing the lyrics, lick it good. <laughs> I was in Miami hearing that on pirate radio when it first came out. I wrote about it. Yeah. I wrote about it on uh, Ray Tomorrow's site, the, the, the yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I was I was there there that day like when it dropped. I was in Miami with, and then, with Murder. And then you got the girl. Then you got the girls who rap submissive, and then you got the girls who rap what they could do to the guy. Then you got the girls rapping more like you know what you could do to them. It's like all kinds of ways. They got all kinds of ways. Like it's it's all kinds of ways and there's all kind and then don't forget a Jean Grey who I feel is not what you're talking about but she is one of the best writers in rap as far as writing yeah. like you yeah. coming out and yeah. writing complexities and putting the complex emotions and, yeah. and, yeah. and, they, and they, everything like, man like yeah. there's people out there and it's 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 so like, like I said the girl the girl the girls are harder cuz it's like so many different angles they got they can do they can do they can do uh they can do the uh how you say they can do the um like like you know they can do fetish over you and they got the one like you could do what, what you do to them mm-hmm. like they got two lanes like they trying to do fetish and they and some of them are trying to do like the how you how they want you to do them like you know i'm hearing all kinds of records and how they like oh you can you know i do this and i do that and i you can't do that and you know I can do this and make you go to bed and sit on your head and you know they got all kinds of shit you know but you know with the with the profanity to it and all that and it's it's an art it's really art it's it's an art like but it it charges me up too it it charges me up writing because I feel like yo don't don't go make me write some crazy shit because you'll be like damn this motherfucker said some crazy shit like you know. You know, I might say, you know, you know, I'll fuck you and put the fan on your head or something. You know, whatever. I don't know. I just might be like, you know, <laughs> you know, I just, that should make the stuff they say, you know, Man. it just makes me say like incredible shit too. Like it just, it, it's, it's charged. Like it's, 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 it's like a charge. It's not like the, the guys really is not moving me as much as they used to. Man, I feel even you. if you even if you have even if you have all the complex lyrics, like you know everybody you know want to be more like you know extreme, like arithmetic wordplay, like you know I want you to figure this pattern out, and you know you know you know explanatory, the panatory, the canatory, the manner, you know 
janitorial, anatorial, marinorial, you know, people want to, you know, you can do that. But after a while, it like sound like, okay, this dude wanted to take the Torios and run with all the Torios all the way down right. the line. Like he wanted to find, you know, you know, a vanity, panity, randicky, anary, anary, you know, like that shit sometimes is cool, but it, it gets to be overkill. Like got, I really, actually, I, I like to hear lyricism and I like to hear crazy rhyme patterns, but it also has gotten boring because if you've heard cool Keith and cool G rap and all the masters of this sort of thing, it's not, yeah. it's not that exciting anymore. Yeah. Like it's cool, but it's like, it's like you want me to go back in your playpen and play with you or some shit. Like I'm like, it's cool. I can't do it. But my point is like, the girls is like cool. Like I could fuck with they saying, you know, like, oh shit, she like, you know, a bitch be like, oh, I pissed on top of your head and you know whatever, you know, whatever they, you know, they might say something more outlandish than like, you know, just you hearing all that. You know, somebody trying to work, you know, rap for for humanity for like 80 words. Man, well, I appreciate you. I feel you, man. I'm going to have to wrap this one up, though, because this this technology here is telling me that my card is almost full. I don't want to lose any of this. Okay. But we can, okay, man, man, I would talk to you anytime. I'll talk to you anytime. Oh, yeah, anytime. I'm gonna get yeah, you yeah, linked yeah. up. I'm gonna get you linked up with uh with a couple of ladies out here in Texas that, that could fuck with you for sure. Okay, yeah, just tell them I wanna make make sure you make sure you get that ASAP. See, can you get it ASAP for me? And um tonight. Send, 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 and send me the interview and um you know how you slice it nice and um and I wanna listen to it too. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm gonna, you know send what I'm, saying? To you. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send you a couple of things for sure. Okay, so you're in Austin. What are you doing? What are you doing in Austin anyway? Like, is it the same thing? No clubs open and everything. Man, like Sixth Street, just... Sixth Street is boarded up. It's totally boarded up. And then, yeah. some, but then some of the bars they're actually allowing the bars to like some of the bars will have a window in the front, and you're in Texas. You're not allowed to just drink on the street normally. Now, yeah. to try and help the bars sustain a little bit. They got a fucking window on the front, and you can go up and order your your drink or your beer, and get that, and then just go walk down the street. I went to a Taco Cabana, and they had a big sign in the drive-through. Oh yeah, how and it was like how was you? You could get oh, a yeah? margarita. You could get a bar. They gave me a fucking uh, a frozen margarita. So downtown, downtown in the car. Austin. Downtown Austin is a ghost town, huh? Right now, yeah, homeless. That's it. So what about um? You know Jack, right? Jack Swiss. Yeah, that used to manage Bushwick. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh yeah, how's he doing and stuff? He probably in the crib and nobody's going nowhere. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. I haven't seen him since the, uh, uh, a couple months ago. We we met up for the and we saw the Bushwick Bill documentary. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, I haven't right. seen him for a minute, but you know he's always yeah, in, he's always into something. Okay, man. But I, like like you said, get back to Eric with the girl, and let me know. Like I can send the beat okay. ASAP. Okay. Yeah, you got it. And uh, let me know as soon as possible. I'm going to get on him tonight. No problem. No doubt. Okay. Maybe I'll get a beat sent or something right away. Yeah, man. I appreciate your time, man. I definitely am always happy to talk to you, Cool Keith. I'm excited for these doors to open back up, see you in concert again. Anytime you uh-huh. come down here to Texas, when the doors are open, you're welcome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that happen. 
Man, you are tuned in to the Pusher Mania's playlist show, special edition with Cool Keith. This has been amazing. We're going to get into a couple more new jams from, from the brother, the legend, Cool Keith. Man, thank you so much. And I'm going to get hey, this definitely, out to Definitely, right definitely, away. definitely. And pick up that uh, Shaq Swift Avenue and that Tetons album. And, uh, you know, you tell them for me, you know, pick up all the, you know, Keith album, everything, Paul Wall and uh, everything. I'm on it. You got it. Okay. All right. Let's get into a little more music here, Keith. We're going to talk again soon. Okay. Already, brother. All right. See you later. Rhymes of torture. Rhymes of torture. 
Rhymes of torture, lyrical borders Repetitious rappers who think they spectacular Fantastic vernacular, sit up in the Phantom Man Your show coming back at ya Catastrophe data, words come on the food platter Your community butt scratcher I'm a verbal beast attacker, defensive team Your vocals tackled by my sackers Many compromise to reduce status Pam three an hour, they package trackers Coming up facing the balls with the ladder I hop and make you try to grab the top with your stomach batter Many sound like a bragging dragon without they tail gas passing I know your range and vocal bracket You wear a G-string and a mood ring to practice You should quit the English Rhymes of torture 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 and I burn whoever come in the chambers of torture. And I burn whoever come in the chambers of torture. Motivated thoughts over rappers' head. I see your moms in shorts, ready to take them off. The water hose wash it down in the Porsche. My wingspan urinate on your eight plan. You might wanna rap with eight man. Back up to your mother's ship. Miss your son, okay, spittin'. But you know she putting on a show like Butterworth People already created trying to come back Other words and short spurts Turn off this whole speaker system People hyped up by the company Sound the worst your mommy sip When I spit with her underwear and t-shirt D-style her knees hurt Foes coming in studio feet first Rhymes of torture Rhymes of torture and I burn whoever come in the chambers of torture. And I burn whoever come in the chambers of torture. Rhymes 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 of torture. In songs, he articulates everything almost perfectly. The man, the myth, the legend, Cool Keith. Thank you for joining me today, tonight, wherever you are listening to the Pusher Mania's playlist show, Self Isolation Podcast. This time, I guess this is the Self Isolation Podcast number one. Who's next? What's really coming up? I got a real cool one coming up for you, actually. Subscribe, share, let the people know, please. Are you my friend, even? Hit the like button so easily. It's like so easy. Hit the like button. Hit share, please. Please, please. I'm going to be a bitch in my house and just beg. Oh, 
No, but seriously, share it up. Get it going. Come on, let's get this going because I got some shit coming for us. Call me anytime. Mm.